We cover a lot of ground in this one. Pitney's mom is furious because some old lady she plays bridge with online won't buy a new mouse. And one time, she called the cops because his dad used her coffee pot. Angry old biddies, what could be funnier? And we watched House of Gucci, and who boy, we have thoughts. So many thoughts. And I make a terrible fashion faux pas, naming the wrong designer at one point. But I do make up for it if you listen all the way to the end. And this week in Saints, we're doing it doggy style. Because dog saints, three of them. Well, I mean, that's clear. I mean. (laughs) Big, loud Italian family and my mom. Absolutely. Who regularly used to get in fights and wouldn't talk to each other for months at a time for no reason. Right. So, Which is so funny because, like, your, your mom's like that. My husband's mom would be like that. But, like, in my family, that that's... We're all just, like, stuff the emotions down and don't say anything, so there's, Uh like, none of that in my family. So it's so, it fascinates me. Oh, yeah. But that's why we're all crazy. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, now that all the, you know, unfortunately the sisters are all gone. Right. Mom has taken to fighting for no reason with her friends. Oh, God, right. Of course. And there has been... Like, literally the only friend she has. (laughs) Yeah, this week-long insanity, and it's so hard for me to listen, because I hear it as it's unfolding, right? Oh, sure. But then I'm also told about it, and I don't dare laugh. Because oh, my mom is so outraged, and I think it's so fucking funny that I just don't dare laugh. Now, I'm curious, though, when she explains it to you, even though, like, she probably doesn't realize you heard the whole thing. Because she's so fucking loud, even if you're in a different room, you hear every part of it. So, Oh, yeah. Does, when she, she explains it to you, is it a completely different story than what actually happened? Just curious. No, no, it's just... She doing, you know, my family thing, just getting outraged at absolutely nothing that has nothing to do with her. Right. So anyway, so she is good friends with this woman, let's say Nanette. Okay. (laughs) You know, I used to actually know a Nanette a long, long time ago. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So Nanette is one of the three people that mom used to go on trips with twice a year 
which they can't do anymore because right they're old and oh yeah different different stages of immobility which is you know really really sad but anyway so now they play bridge together twice a week online right and they get together in person once a month so nanette apparently has an old computer that she will not get a new one because she's old and she has rental properties and she somehow thinks that it's impossible for her records to be transferred from one computer to the other. Oh God. Okay. Which whatever, but that's not, that, that's not, that's, that's just setting up. But that know. is some definite old person logic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which make, makes no sense. And apparently, she still has one of the old school mouse niece mouses with uh-huh. the ball. Okay. That needs to be cleaned with alcohol, right? Right. And the computer is old and the mouse is old. So it delays her bidding on the bridge game. Oh, of course it does. And it is turned into listening to mom while she's playing bridge. Oh, God. God damn it, Nanette. What the hell is the matter with you? Bid already. I said bid. Oh, my God. And I'm just, oh, my God. And then and she gets And the thing thought, is, I'm imagining it's taking her maybe 15 seconds. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but it then, can't take that long. But then the other two women <laughs> that, that are not Nanette call my mom. Can you believe she's taking so long? What's going on with her? Oh, my God. I don't want to do this anymore. She's going to take so long. This is supposed to be fun. What are we going to sit here all day? And they constantly call each other to bitch about this other woman taking so long bidding. And then so finally my mom. Anyway, she calls Nanette. What is the problem when you're taking so long to bid? You're just going to need a new computer. You have so much money. You can afford one. And then, you know, she goes on about, oh, well, you know, my financial records and stuff. She's like, well, Nanette, what you need to do is just call Best Buy and call the geeks. Because they will come out and get that for you. Because I guarantee you, they can transfer that stuff. And you need a new computer. And I'm like. Oh, okay, and then so then the explanation. I love, I love the idea of, of your mother giving tech advice to someone. I know she's just <laughs> you just call Best Buy and call the geeks. <laughs> that's so just, then that's the so thing so with the mouse is mentioned. She's like, well, you know, we you really, can just we, go we could buy just buy a, a new, new mouse. mouse. We could just, just buy a new mouse. Go I mean, to Walmart be- and buy a mouse. So anyway, (laughs) a week goes by and they're playing bridge again. And, you know, she's logging on. That Nanette better bought that new mouse. I am going to be so angry if we have to wait for her. And then, well, they're playing and she's talking. She's like, she didn't buy that mouse. What the hell is the matter with her? She didn't (laughs) buy that mouse. So then the phone call starts. Oh, God. And then, you know, my mom is like, Nadine, I hope you saw what I just 
wrote to her on the chat lane. I said, Nanette, you better go buy a new mouse. Oh, God. This has been going on for a month. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so dramatic. And then Nanette was about 10 minutes late last week getting to the country club. That bitch. For the bridge bridge. That bitch. And I heard about that for 20 minutes. (laughs) I don't know what the hell's the matter. She will not buy a new mouse. (laughs) And I know she needs a new computer and she's always late. I don't know how I put up with her for the last 20 years. Oh my God. It is fabulous. Oh my God. How did, are these like people she used to work with or something? Do you know? I think they just met through, you know, she used to be involved with, you know, probably six or seven different bridge groups. I mean, she was playing bridge with different groups like four times a week. Oh, that's, yeah. For years. Yeah. Um, and I think this was, you know, people that she met at the country club and they had become friends and started playing together and they started doing all these trips together. Right. You know, but it's just like, well, this whole thing with the computer. I know we've been friends for a long time, but I just don't even know if I like her. Well, and, and the fact that (laughs) someone might not like her anymore would be, she wouldn't even consider that possibility. Yeah, so anyway, it's just... Because really, who's the asshole here? <laughs> oh, oh it is just so hilarious. Wow. And constant phone calls back and forth while they're playing. Yeah. Can you believe she's taking so long? She didn't buy that match. <laughs> And together we are Family Plot, a show about strange history, weird true crime, fanciful folk tales, and all things paranormal. We keep it PG-13. I'm only 12, Dad. It's okay, honey. So listen to our show and join the family. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop on Thursday. And we range from stories that are local to us and as far away as the farthest star. That was very nice, Krista. So let our family entertain yours. Join us for every episode of Family Plot. Bye! And I'm loving it, but I do not dare Uh. laugh. Because she wouldn't understand how funny. I remember she was like mortally offended when she told me about the time that she called 911 on my dad for using her coffee pot. Oh, wait. I I think I remember that story. Yeah. Was that when they were divorcing, but neither of them would move out of the house? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That story needs to be told. That story must be told. Yeah, it was like, what is that movie, The War of the Roses? Yes. Yeah, it was like The War of the Roses for years. 
It was kind of like picture the episode of the Brady Bunch where like I guess it was Peter and Bobby drew a line down the middle of the bedroom. Oh, Only imagine yes. it's a house. <laughs> yes. And it's a house with one bed with one bathroom that must be shared and a kitchen. That the, those are the common areas and ever the rest of the house is divided in half between two people who hate each other. Oh my god, yeah. So they had separate coffee pots. And one de- one morning I apparently his coffee pot was broken. So he dumped out mom's coffee. <laughs> so rather than just take a cup of coffee from her yeah, coffee and pot. brewed a new pot. Oh, God damn it. And then she got mad and dumped out his coffee and brewed a new pot. <sighs> and then it turned into, you better not touch that coffee. so anyway he dumped out the coffee she got mad and hit him in the shoulder with the coffee pot and took the coffee pot away and then she called 911 and said there's a crazy man over here that you need to take away oh my god I wonder if it's possible to get and the then, recording of that 911 call. <laughs> but then apparently he started, you know, her, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. she hung up. And then, of course, 911 called back. Right. What is going on? Is there a problem? She's like, no, there's just a crazy man over here. That everything is fine. Anyway, two cop cars come. Of course. Because obviously and there's some shit going down in that house. She was telling me this story and she was so offended because I was laughing and laughing and laughing. <laughs> oh God, it's... And she was just so mortally offended that I thought this was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what did the cops say? Oh my God. I Oh my God. I want video of everything. I honestly don't know. I honestly, uh, I mean, this was so long ago and I wasn't living here. And I, yeah, I have no idea. And for all of her, her constant concern about what the neighbors will think, the fact that cops showed up at the house, <laughs> you know, I mean, it would be so amazing to just go around and talk to all, you know, go back, find all the old neighbors and just ask them, so what do you think about the people that live in that house? Oh, I know, because she called 911 just to prove a point, to piss him off, and then hung up on 911. Which made cops show up, because that's what happens. Because 911 is taken very seriously by police. Oh my God. Yes. And then the only other thing I will say, and then we can change topics, but this is another thing that made me laugh. She did not understand, was so offended that I thought it was funny. Okay. So obviously they had separate bedrooms. Yeah. And when everything was going on, there was all this like, you know, paperwork that was needed to be found and he was trying to hide things and blah, 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 blah. Anyway. So one night, she wakes up and she sees light because he's with the flashlight going through her file cabinet. 
trying to find God only knows what. Right. You know. And so she waits till he goes back to bed. And then she she got the flashlight and went into the bedroom, hit him over the head with the flashlight, and shine the light the shine the flashlight in his eyes and said, Did you find what you were looking for? Oh my god. Uh, Oh my god. So yeah, there's a history of this insane cattiness and now there's no family to take it out on. So it's being taken out on Nanette. Yes. Oh my god. And I'm delightedly horrified. Is that a good is that a good term? I mean, you it's like it's one of those things where you have to you have to find it funny because the alternative is very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, uh, I mean, oh god! But it's just so funny, and I do. I hear about that mouse like every couple days. Oh god! Do you? Oh, <laughs> I wonder if you could find out like where she lives and like just send her a mouse. I don't. And oh, just be like, just so oh, ridiculous. Nanette, will you just please make my mother shut up? <laughs> please, for the love of God, for the love of all that's holy. Yeah. <laughs> please, anyway. please make my mother shut up. <laughs> but, you shut know, I got I to gotta laugh at some of this stuff or it'll just drive me nuts, you know. Oh, God. I mean, you know. But, you know, that's what. You know, we have, that's what therapy's for, but also. Yes. (laughs) And you know, a lot of people would just think all that, all those stories are just so tragic and horrible, but we think they're funny. Well, Because it's so Valley of the Dolls. It's just so over the top insanity. (laughs) Right. I mean, certain things, when things are isolated and you can just laugh at individual incidents and whatever, that's, that's awesome. It's like, it's the patterns of behavior and all the ugliness that's underneath it that makes them bad. But the actual incident itself is fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Because it's stupid. It's so stupid. You know, the, the, the tragedy is the families that where, where things are so bad that there's nothing funny. Well, you know, yes, yes. I mean, luckily, luckily, we have just enough funny that we can find it all funny. Yeah, and you know, and I just, you know, I do not, I am not down with these people, these anti-gossip people. Gossip is integral to mental health. Oh, yeah. You have to gossip and you have to laugh at things or they're going to drive you nuts. And if you can't laugh at people behind their back, where the fuck are you supposed to laugh at them? There is nothing more emotionally healthy and loving than to gossip. And that is the fact. <laughs> and and to judge people harshly. Yes. I mean, so, for fuck's You know, sake. so take that, New Agers. Oh, gosh. You know, shove your love and light and gossip. Yeah, shove your love and light right where the light doesn't shine. You know, because I've I've long said, 
if you can't say anything bad, shut the fuck up because you're boring. <laughs> what was the line from Still Magnolias? If you can't say something nice, come sit next to me. Is that was that the line? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Why would you know that? Now, some of you might recall that at the very beginning of the Year of the Saints, when I was explaining what the Anus Sanctorum was going to be all about, I mentioned real quick a Saint Guinifo, a greyhound that was venerated as a saint. Thought maybe it was a good time to tell you his story. Now, him being a dog and all, his story is definitely not your standard saintly fare. You know, the super pious throne to the lions and all that. And he's not officially recognized by the church, but that doesn't stop him from being super popular with people, which kind of makes him that much more awesome. So, Guinifo was the greyhound of a knight who had gone off hunting and left the dog to babysit his infant son. As you do. Well, dude comes home and the nursery is a wreck. The cradle is tumped over, and he doesn't see the baby anywhere, and suddenly, Guinifo comes derping up with blood all over his face. The knight was so certain that his dog had eaten his son, he just killed him right then and there. And of course, like seconds later, oh hey, do you hear a baby crying? Oh, look, right there, under the overturned cradle, there he is, there's my kid, totally safe, and right next to the baby, a dead snake that had clearly been chomped to death by a heroic dog. But the dog already done been sloon. Clearly, the dog had saved the baby from this nasty viper and had died a martyr. So, the family dropped the dog down a well, cause that seems sanitary covered it with stones, and planted trees all around, making it into a shrine for their beloved heroic dog, the goodest of boys. And because people love a good dog story, the locals began to venerate the dog as a saint, and mothers brought their sick children to the shrine. And apparently, some still do. And prayers to Saint Guinifo not only call him a good boy, but remind us not to act in haste. Yay, good boy. Know who else was a good boy? The dog who licked the plague sores on St. Roche's legs? I know. Ew. But listen to this. So Roche, or some pronounce it more like rock, but I'm not going to be one of those people. Roche was one of those rich kids 
born into nobility and he had a birthmark that sort of looked like a cross on his chest. His mother was super pious and he took after her, eventually becoming an ascetic like his hero, Francis of Assisi, and giving away his inheritance to the poor. But while Roche was caring for the sick, he caught the plague himself, and eventually he was banished from the town of Piacenza, where he had been working. <sighs> Fucking ingrates. So Dude goes off to live in the woods, and he found a spring where he could drink water, but he was too weak to find food, and he totally would have died, except for a dog brought him bread every day and licked his wounds. And amazingly, he survived the plague just from the care of this awesome dog. So he went back to helping the sick until one day his asshole uncle decided he was a spy and had him thrown in jail where he died. Harsh, but St. Roche is celebrated to this day with a dog blessing service thanking pooches for their love and companionship, especially those that support old and sick people. And you know how I love to throw weird shit in these segments. And right now you're thinking, a saint that's a dog, and a saint that was saved by a dog, but now you're gonna get weird? Oh yeah. So you've all heard of St. Christopher, like, my grandma had a magnetic St. Christopher medal on the dashboard of her old Chevy. He's the patron saint of travelers, and you often see him crossing a river, carrying little kid Jesus on his shoulders. But sometimes, more than you'd expect, actually, when you see St. Christopher in old churches, he's got the head of a dog. I know, right? So... A lot of ancient cultures had mythology that included dog-headed people. Think of, like, Anubis in Egypt. And the ancient Greeks and Romans had this weird tendency to describe anyone who wasn't classy like them as dog-headed cannibals. So you can imagine that in the early days of Christianity, if you wanted to create a shorthand for heretic who needed Jesus... You stick a dog head on a dude. So the early versions of Christopher's story pretty much go like this. Weird dog-headed guy who barks and eats human flesh one day meets Jesus and immediately regrets being so gross. And then, as if by magic, his head goes poof and turns human and ta-da, he's a good Christian now. But you know... For all that patron saint of travelers stuff, I will never, ever be able to not think of old Chris as a doggy dude. Especially after all those icons I've seen now. Y'all really should get to Googling. You're welcome. Just literally just last night, I finally got to watch House of Gucci. And you watched it, what, like, within the last couple weeks, right? Yeah, like, last week, I think. Yeah, yeah, really recently, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a delightful piece of crap that movie was. Oh, I loved it. And. I loved it. I, I wish I could remember who it was, 
somebody within, you know, the last month or so, something so, something came up about House of Gucci and someone made a comment, oh, were people in that movie using Italian accents? I didn't notice. And I, I kept thinking uh... of that all through the movie and just laughing because the level to which people were... Now, granted, some of those people, because I did sort of look into, like, interviews with, you know, Patrizia and shit like that. And, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, I don't think Gaga was overdoing it because that woman did kind of sound like a crazy fake Italian. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I got but I got to say, like, I don't... I mean, in general, I don't understand hiring Jared Leto ever for a movie anymore, but if you're going to hire him, at least hire him to be pretty. Cause that's really the only thing he's good for. Oh yeah. Just stand there and look pretty. Like don't move or talk. Cause that's fine. Why would you hire him and then put so much, I mean, those were some amazing prosthetics. I will say that. Oh yeah. You couldn't convince me that was Jared Leto under there. I kept looking for him, like maybe around oh, the yeah. eyes a little bit, but every scene he was in, Every single scene, I kept waiting for him to say, it's a me, Mario. Like, I, oh, like, yeah. Like, what the, he looked like Gallagher. <laughs> yes, he did. He looked like Like, he like looked Gallagher. like he was going to get a mallet and smash a watermelon any second. And, but, but I, but, I mean, how can Adam Driver still look good while uh. looking that bad? <laughs> I have so many opinions that, that are mostly visual. Well, they're going to say, the thing about the Jared Leto character, what was his name? Was Aldo, right? No, Aldo was, a, Aldo was Al Pacino. Oh, Aldo was the father. I Paolo, to was he Paolo? Guido. I'm going to check. Paolo Gucci. I think it was Paolo. I am double checking because my brain wants to call him Guido every time I think about him. I think it was uh, Paolo. Let's see. I think you're right. And I got to say, every scene with that character irritated me um the man in real life wasn't gay but to me he was portrayed as a homophobic gay stereotype even though that wasn't implied but that's how i read it i hated and even looking at a picture of the real guy why did they make his character look the way they did when the real guy didn't even look like that didn't even look like that and i really thought it was a homophobic stereotype although this crazy faggot designer who's actually designed so i thought were pretty good They looked like they looked perfectly fine for the time. They period. didn't go for you know what Gucci was supposed to be at the time, but but he could have yeah. worked for any other fashion house at that time, but and they I, would have used his designs. I totally agree. Did, that's the only thing I didn't like about that movie is I really despised that character because he was such a yeah. simpering, faggoty, right. And, little stereotype and it would I just thought it was vile. And I'm actually surprised Gaga didn't read through that and would even allow that. Yeah, it makes me wonder if Well, there there is something that make cuz cuz Ridley Scott I had a discussion with my husband this morning about it actually because I had forgotten that it was a Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten. And 
until like as soon as it was over and a film by Ridley Scott popped up and that just made me roll my eyes because Ridley Scott is one of those people that every so often he'll make a really good movie but most of the time I find his movies kind of tedious you know and you know I'll just go ahead and say it I think Gladiator sucks and I realize it won best picture and I realize that most people think it's great I thought it was terrible. I thought it was so hard to watch. And oh, I thought yeah. ev- almost almost everything about it was bad. I really, really hated it. But I just got to say about that, though, just for funny, because I don't want to talk about Gladiator. No, I know. This is just funny. That is my mom's favorite movie. No, God, why? I swear to God, because it's on TV all the fucking time. Oh, is it? Every time that oh, movie God. is on, my mom watches it. I think she's watched that movie 20 times at least. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, that movie is so. That yes. movie makes that was painful to sit through. That movie just hurt me. Because all because I I will say this and then I'll move on about Gladiator. The first time we watched it, well, actually, the only time we watched it, um, about twenty minutes in, I turned to my husband and I said, "If this was a Xena episode, it wouldn't be a good one." <laughs> like for all of the people who were like you know would act like Xena was a cheesy show and wasn't good except that it was great that it was like how how is this movie being held up to be considered such great fucking art when it wouldn't even be a good Xena warrior princess episode anyway right so <laughs> anyway um, yes but what my husband said, which made me, which really got me thinking about this, about House, House of Gucci, was he said one thing that Ridley Scott fucking cannot do is characters. Like any movie that he makes that actually ends up good, it's probably because by some miracle, the actors that were hired were good enough to work out their character shit on their own and like the character the actors work together to kind of work out their own shit because as a director he doesn't give a shit about character apparently because if he did then his movies wouldn't suck so bad so often and these people these characters it was almost like did they did these actors develop all of their portrayals in separate rooms and like completely oblivious to what each other was doing. And then they met on set as they were filming the movie. Like, because I don't, it, cause like you said, like he's the way he was portraying it. And Jared Leto was so fucking method and the way he would act, you know, he was acting like that. He was Paolo every minute of every day. The whole time they were filming, because that's the way he was such a is. horrible, irritated, simpering little horrible little man. And and you and like you said, Gaga would not have. Gaga would have been like, "Why are you being like that? Who the fuck told you that that's the way you're?" I'm really to be shocked at her that she wouldn't be like, "Dude, what the fuck? This is like some weird." I thought he was just like some old queen. Unless someone convinced her that he had done a bunch of research and that it was absolutely accurate, which couldn't be, which could not be no, true. No, because I read it about him just true. out of curiosity, and the man was straight. There's yeah. no way he could have acted like that. And it even if such... he was an idiot, the way they talked about him like he was an idiot, yeah. it's like they gay coded him so that the audience 
would react to him like, oh, he's obviously a bad guy and stupid because look oh, how totally. clean he is. It's Absolutely. like, it's like they, he was coded so fucking queeny that yeah. we automatically have to have this reaction to him, like a gay villain kind of thing, you know? Oh, he was just so icky. But like, I will, I will say this about Gaga. Like I thought, Oh, I found out, I found out afterwards that, um, Apparently, I don't know if the scene was filmed or if it was nearly filmed and then they decided against it, but there was supposed to have been a sex scene with Gaga and Salma Hayek. Oh. And I'm like, give me that. I need that. Like, that makes me want to know, like, is it because it actually happened? Is it because she actually, like, had, like, a a fling with her psychic friend? Like, I'm fascinated by that relationship. I I loved it when they were, like, doing their mud baths together and all that shit. Yeah, well, yeah, and there was something I remember thinking, like, well, hmm. There was something. But I thought it was good that it wasn't overt that it was just sort of like it was like xena it was like yeah is this or isn't it i it actually went, found that a little like bit a professional refreshing. relationship to yeah. wow they seem awfully close they are clearly naked in mud together right now and you know you know because we've been in the bathroom and changed clothes together right which we sure as hell were never said you know what i mean so you know and and i like that ambiguity actually yeah but but i'm totally like obsessed oh and then i it's like one thing i want to do with the movie i i i I was looking actually the reason why i found out about that was because i was looking for the scene online because there's this like the scene where they hire the the two hitmen where they they go to some cbs bar the waitress woman with the big black beehive who walks up and hands them beer. Oh my God. That woman is so from the Marcus and Mona universe. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck she is. I couldn't find, like there was no, she, it's not like she has a character name. I don't know what, how to describe the scene to look it up online. Like, Oh my God, someone help me. Anyone listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> Holy fuck. And I probably will not buy this movie, but I need to, I need to go back to where I rented it online and just forward to that scene and just like do screen captures. Because that woman, holy shit. I don't even know that I could sit through it again because it's so long. But there are scenes that are, I I will say my favorite, I love like the beginning of it. And uh, like, I love when they're dating. I love all of that. And I think a big part of why I loved it was... And I actually wrote this down. I actually made a note to so I wouldn't forget. And then maybe it's just that maybe I just don't like Gucci. Maybe as fashion, maybe I just don't yeah. understand the appeal of Gucci. But like, I don't think I would have been able to identify Gucci except for the logo. Like, I don't think I would have yeah, identified yeah. Gucci. But maybe it's because apparently I think it sucks. Because every outfit she wore until she started being a Gucci 
was fucking fabulous. Oh, yeah, When she yeah. barely had any money and she was just working for the trucking company, she was so fucking cute. Her hair was fabulous. Her every outfit was fabulous. She looked better than she's ever looked in her life. And then... She's and then she becomes a Gucci and then it's like okay now you look like every standard eighties bitch. Yeah, you yeah. have no your outfits have no personality. Like she doesn't even seem Italian. But anymore. that was probably true true to the oh that world God. I'm sure. And you know so I got two things to say about that. One is that. I read an article, and you've probably read this too, because there's a million articles about this same interview that they did with, you know, the survivors of Aldo Gucci. Right. And they were all bent out of shape about Lady Gaga's character, Patrizia. And they were saying, well, and this is what they said the movie was about, which was so fucking wrong. Oh, it's portraying her as this pro-feminist heroine who is trying to struggle in a man's world and blah. And I was like, did you watch the same fucking movie that I watched? Oh my God. That is what the Gucci family is saying about this movie that Patrizia oh is like she's the hero of the movie is portrayed as a hero and oh she's my being God. heralded as this woman who's trying to like make her way to the top and it was like no, they we did totally not didn't watch the movie then the Holy movie shit. and it was like they're just so prejudiced against it oh my god that they're not even looking to see because there's no way shape or form that that was the message of that movie I mean, from this, from the ver- the second she gets involved with the family, you can see how conniving she is. You can always tell that she was a gold digging bitch, which is the whole point, right? Oh my god! But seriously, like, look online. Oh my and, you god! Know, just, just do a Google search, like you know, Gucci family reaction to that, and you will so find funny. that. And that it, I, I don't even understand that because it's so not true. That is so not how she was portrayed. Oh, and the other thing, when just we were talking about the fashion. Yeah. You know how much I despise fashion. Yeah. I hate fashion. I think couture is stupid. Yeah. I was so happy that this movie was just about the family and the drama Right. And there was no couture and it was like had nothing to do with the fashion or the clothes. I loved that. That they ba- they barely acknowledged the fact that there were designers and fashion shows in this. Yeah, because <laughs> of the fact that it was Gaga, I was afraid that they were going to go over the top with all this fashion bullshit. Yeah. I was so happy that there was none of that. Yeah, really the only time we really uh well, I guess there was a there was 
half of a fashion show earlier when the arrests took place in the fashion show and they had the police shut it down. Yeah, the there Tom was that. And then and there later. was the Tom Ford fashion show. But that was kind of apropos because it showed how it was like changing and how. You and know. that one was fine because every guy in that, every model in that fashion show was fucking hot as hell. And there was buttless chaps. And there was, and there was just, there was just Oh, I guess all chaps are buttless. Yeah, um, but... <laughs> all chaps are buttless. You know what I mean. By their nature, chaps are buttless. But, but I God, loved it. There was so much hotness in that fashion show. Oh my God, and the guy who played Tom Ford, I had to look him up because he was so cute. And apparently, um, he was the guy, when they did the Spider-Man musical on Broadway that failed so horribly, he was, he was Spider-Man. Oh, really? In the... In the Spider-Man musical. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's like, oh, bless your heart, honey. But he was very pretty, and I didn't know that Tom Ford was like from Austin until he was like, I gotta call my mother in Austin. Oh, it's like yeah. that made me go like, wait, what? Like googling, googling. Oh like, yeah, oh. but no, I just I I really liked the movie, and I loved that it was not about fashion; it was just about the family drama. That it was just about awful people being awful and and i'm sorry shut up the gucci family because that movie did no way shape or form portray patrizia as anything other than a conniving bitch and that's what she was absolutely and and whether they like it or not having if if aldo had had stayed in charge Gucci would have completely failed and just become, you know, Gucci coffee mugs and whatever. Because clearly, oh, yeah, clearly was... they were making all their money off of cheap shit and not fucking handbags or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know anything about that world, but apparently, yeah, that, when the that movie really, started, I had no idea. Their heyday had already been gone and they yeah. were considered old fart, old school bullshit. And he he started sinking his money into like merchandising, and, and that he, does make yeah. sense because I think that during that time period, I think that might be the only reason why I was aware of Gucci was because the Gucci yeah. logo started showing up on shit. Yeah, and it does make that does make sense because like right around the time that like designer jeans became a thing and whatever and like all and like people started wearing like a t-shirt with a logo on it oh, and yeah. i think gucci was one of the first ones that did that and that does actually oh, make yeah. sense because i there's no reason for me to have ever heard of gucci there's no reason for me to know who any fucking designers ever were oh i know although i got to say with with the why the hell would i even know what anybody looks like they did a good job at when they would like when there would be a fashion show and there would be like a a quick like a quick cut of clearly other designers attending a fashion show and mm -hmm. you would just see Karl Lagerfeld just for a second or you like you would see other designers and I don't know how I don't know who they cast I don't know who those people were but it was just like well done because for a split second I was like I was like, is this stock footage of these people? Like, I was like, I actually recognized, like, I don't know, you know, I hate the fact that I know who some of these people, what they even look like, but yeah. I know it well enough that I could instantly recognize 
certain people. They didn't have to say who they were. They didn't have to point out them or put their name on the screen. I knew who they were the second I saw them. And then they cut away and they went back to the plot. Oh, see, I wouldn't know any of them, you know. It's like they did it just enough to go, okay, and now it's like, just to say, okay, and this person's there, and this person's there, and that person's there, and then we go back to the story. Like, just enough. But, you know, I read about, you probably read this, too, I read about in real life, even though that gold-digging little bitch hired hitmen to murder her husband. Yeah. Apparently, she served, like, less than half her jail sentence. Oh, yeah. She got out in, like, 2016, 2017. She still gets over a million dollars a year from the Gucci estate. Yeah, that's weird. Even though she murdered her husband. And she got hired on to be, like, she designed some jewelry or something. Oh, I hadn't heard that. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. I guess it pays to be a gold-digging murderous bitch, right? Oh, my God, man. Oh my god, that's so weird. Oh yeah, it just, it just occurred to me just now that one thing they never acknowledged was once they got married, once we had like the wedding, we never saw her family again. Like she had all this money and I don't think, I don't get the impression that she tossed any business or money her family's way like she may have just completely abandoned her parents and her father's business well she was so obviously a little gold digging control freak she probably just ignored them yeah yeah but oh my god but yeah i thought it was good and i loved that I was not subjected to the filth of Kitua. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> so gross. I gotta say, though, uh, Paolo's uh, house, for as low rent as, you know, compared to his family, as low rent as his house, as his place was, I thought it was so cute. Yeah, and the weird thing about, I read something, like I said, I read about him because I wanted to see, just to see what he looked like in real life. Right. Nothing to do. Right. He was not that vile little character. But apparently in real life, apparently he just died in London in poverty. Right. Right. How did he have poverty? I don't understand. I well, guess... because, because they took all of his, you know, like... Basically, all of his connection to the company was taken away. He and his oh, father. Oh, that's right. And I guess whatever he had left, you know, when you, when you're used to having an extravagant life or whatever, and you don't know how but to manage money. But you thought, money. you know, Maurizio would have like sent him, you know, a couple mil a year just because he was family. Yeah, it felt like it was going to hurt him. Oh, and yeah, that was, I was a little surprised about that. And that was another thing that I I'm not sure if it was the movie's fault or if I just didn't understand did the movie not explain very well how they took over the company because obviously she was bullshitting him telling him his designs were great and oh you should do a line and we'll and gucci and we'll put it out and it'll be so great and then they obviously weren't gonna do that and then you know putting putting the father away for tax fraud. Yeah. But then having him 
invest all this money in a line and then not having it happen. How did that, how did they talk, how did they get his shares away from him? Like, I don't understand. I I don't think. I don't remember because, yeah. I mean, like, they emotionally fucked him over by fucking with his, you know, making him think they liked his designs, but then lying to him or whatever. But I didn't understand how all of a sudden now they own the whole company. And it was just like, I mean, people sitting in a room staring at each other doesn't mean I understand what's going on. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really know all the ins and outs of that. I would like yeah, to blame Ridley Scott for that. And I and granted, I don't necessarily understand big business, but I understand basic math. Like if someone owns 51% of a company or whatever, you know, it's like I, but I, at no point did anyone ever say, well, if, if you sell me all your shares in the company, then we'll put your collection out. Yeah. And no one I, ever you know, said anything Yeah, and like I didn't that. understand, you know, and it was interesting when I was reading about the background of it, like that company that I guess bought Gucci or helped Gucci you know, they yeah, had also apparently, you know, bought and revamped that nonsensical elitist bullshit called Tiffany. And I think... Right, yeah, that was mentioned in the, the movie. The same too. thing happened to that nonsensical bullshit elitist crap called Yves Saint Laurent. I didn't know that all these places have gone bankrupt and it was all these investment firms that made even these things happen. I I had no idea. I had no, apparently Saint Laurent was another one of those things that got bowed out by this investment company. And I, I I had no idea any of this. I thought it was just all these successful things on their own, but it's all, I always, you don't really hear about YSL. Anymore. I always talk about how fake all this high fashion bullshit is. Yeah. And reading about the background of this movie in real life makes me realize that I'm right. It's all a bunch of fake business bullshit. It has nothing to do with art, creative yeah. vision, and this person's. No. It's still big corporate shit. It's corporate fucking bullshit selling bullshit to rich people. Yeah. It has nothing to do with art. Yeah. Maybe Project Runway. Those people have to do with art, but then when they got into it, I think they're in for a rude awakening. You know? Yeah, it's like you want to be successful, but it's like beware becoming so successful that you become a corporation because when you become a corporation, you don't get to be an artist anymore because now you're a fucking CEO. How, I, 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 I yeah. had no idea. I really thought that it was a designer and this person had become successful. Maybe that was it at the beginning. Right. But it has even nothing to do with that person. That's just their name on it. Right, it's literally just a like logo. Gucci it's just a logo slapped on. Started something. making billions of dollars because of Tom Ford. It has nothing to do with Gucci. Right, they just hired a guy. Like so, Tom Ford is, you know, instead of him having his own label. Well, I guess at the time he couldn't. Well, have he does his own now. Label. He does now. Yeah, but like at that, that's the way he gets his name out there, and then. 
So Gucci makes all this money off of Tom Ford. Yeah, but I didn't realize. I mean, I always thought it was fake bullshit, but I didn't realize like how utterly fake the bullshit was. You know, it was very eye opening. Oh, absolutely. Even on that level, it was very eye opening. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Yeah, I just I loved the movie and yeah. Oh God. I recommend it. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, don't don't think you're in for a night of great cinema. Just know that you're in for a night of a lot of yelling and bad Italian accents. Yeah, what did your husband think of it? Did he enjoy? Oh, I guess he slept through most. He of fell the asleep. Yeah. yeah, he um, he fell. He kept falling asleep, and eventually, I had to just keep punching him in the arm and telling him to go to bed because he started snoring, and it was really enjoy. It was interfering with my ability to enjoy the movie. Oh, you know, it's funny that I told Sylvia. Sarah and Sylvia, how much I liked it, right? And then they were like, oh, well, we're going to watch it tonight. We're going to rent it. I was like, oh, that's great. You'll really, really enjoy it. And me and mom had gone over there for dinner a couple nights ago, and we were talking about it. And I was like, well, I really liked it because it was about the family, and there was none of this fashion crap. Right. And it was funny. Like, Sarah was like, oh, that sounds great. But Sylvia was like, Oh, really? Well, I don't know that I want to watch it now. And it's so funny. Like she how just people, wanted to see pretty clothes. Yeah, how people want to see it for different reasons. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was interesting. I was like, no, 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 it's really good. It's like. I mean, there a, there could be other it's designers like a very that long, I would. It's like a very long episode of Law and & Order. And it yeah, has kinda. nothing to do yeah. with fashion. Yeah. She was like. Oh, well, I'm so disappointed. It, it, that's interesting. I wonder if other people had that reaction to it. Probably. Right. I mean, there might be some design houses that, well, like, like you know, the assassination of Gianni Versace, you know, it's like that, that wasn't about, you know, the Versace line, but there was a lot of, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, the tack, the, you know, the fucking gold brocade tacky bullshit yeah. that Versace was. But, you know, Wasn't like Versace, the, he was the one that was responsible for the Madonna cone tits, right? Wasn't that Versace? I feel like that may have been Carl Lagerfeld. Okay, I, feel I don't like, remember. I feel like you would think I would know that, but I don't remember. I know. I feel like she was mostly associated with Lagerfeld. Okay, because I don't remember. But anyway. You should know that. I know. But, uh, you know, but every time I see the name Versace. You think of Showgirls? I think of Showgirls. Oh, Versace. Versace. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, thanks. It's Versace. God damn it. (laughs) What the hell was her name? I can't remember. No me. No me. No me Malone. That's right. How dare you? How dare you not remember? And every time I think of showgirls, I think of vomiting for no reason at all. (laughs) Just because. Because (laughs) that scene in the cafe where she just all of a sudden she just throws up and then goes on like nothing happened. I never understood that. Oh, no, it was right after they leave the cafe when they're standing by the car. Oh, she gets, just gets very, very angry, and she just throws up, and then her life goes on. Uh, yeah, I yeah. never understood that, but it's kind of fabulous, because it's like, what just happened? What the fuck? Oh, 
one of these days, one of these days, maybe when we get a Patreon, if we ever figure out how we want to do a Patreon, one of the Patreon perks will be things like movie watch-alongs. And people can watch... Oh, that would be fun. People can watch showgirls along with us. Yes. We can watch, we can, we can like pick a movie, a fantastic film like Showgirls, and we can all watch it together and you can listen to us talking about Showgirls. I know. <laughs> and we can, and we can be like, okay, pause. And everyone has to pause so that we can discuss a scene in detail and the, because it'll take us five hours to get through it. Oh, I know, but that would be fun. Because, you know, some of those scenes really, really do need to be discussed because that movie is so nuanced. Uh, I, yeah, I love it. And it has so I much it. going on. It's so fucking good. You know, and it's for Sace. It's for Sace. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you! it wasn't Lagerfeld who the fuck is Lagerfeld what did he do I think he just wore stupid sunglasses and was an asshole to everyone probably Ugh, whatever oh well it's not my fault why the fuck would I know <laughs>